Well, hello, and welcome to the Such a Voice podcast, episode number four. I'm your host, Justine Reese, and I have a very esteemed guest with us today, former graduate of our program, and you'll have to tell me when, James Seawood with us today, uh, voice actor, voice talent, voice guru, voice god. <laughs> <laughs> James, what's up? Maybe, maybe, I don't know. Maybe so. <laughs> That's possible. Um, yeah. yeah. But you're asking about the year. Yeah, it was 2011. 2011, okay. 2011. That's when I took my training. So, I want to know what even brought you to come to a class, think about doing voiceover. I mean, listen to him. I guess there's probably no curiosity there, but were you one of those people that always heard, man, you got a great voice, you should do something like that. And what were you doing in your own career prior to 2011? Okay. Let's see. I mean, I had, I'd had, you know, compliments on my voice before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, through life and whatnot. Yeah. Um, at that time, I was in the music business though. So I was um, writing, producing records. Okay. I owned a recording studio. Right. You know, we had some success, you know, some success. More success than most people. I'll say that. Okay, much. fair <laughs> enough. Not, you know, not like a whole, you know, I had one gold album to produce, not a hundred, but you know, it was cool. Right. Um, so a friend of mine, I think heard, saw an advertisement or heard a commercial or something like that. I said, you know, you should check this out. So I went, took the one day course, signed up for training. Yep. You know, and the rest is history. And, you know, did you move through your coaching quickly with such a voice? Was it a, did you do like hour long sessions? Do you even remember? I don't remember. Okay. It's probably half hour though. Okay. Well, one thing I can tell you about James, when I met James, yeah. we actually did some teaching together. We had a teacher's conference and I had just met him. I think I was coming on the team at that point too. You know, with a background doing voiceover in Los Angeles, I came in very old school, very different kind of navigation into the industry. I love to kind of talk about it because it just doesn't happen the way it happened for me where, you know, you got, you had to get an agent, you had to live in a different, you know, a, a, a city where there was ad agencies and studios and that's just not the case anymore. So yeah. I was sort of learning this new way of doing things. And I think there's such an advantage for our students and tell me if I'm wrong to come in and learn it this way and not have to undo or relearn things. You know, you got to learn setting up a studio and recording yourself. You know, I was still kind of a, depend- a codependent voice actor, actually, on, on someone else to give me direction. But what was the thing that, if you could name them, the top three things that helped you the most going through a program like this that was strategic, that mm-hmm. brought you to success? And we'll get to that in a minute. From the Such a Voice program, right? Yeah. Like, not things I brought to the table. No, then we're going we're gonna to get into that later. Okay. Uh, we'll get into what um, you brought to the table. You know, well, first of all, you don't know what you don't know. So, you know, you, there's certain things you know that you don't know, <clears throat> certain things you know you know, and there's things you don't even know you don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, sitting at the, uh, the knee of a master is someone at least much more experienced than you has a whole lot of benefits. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, wisdom is learning from others' mistakes instead of having to go through and just bust it out yourself. Like, it's not even necessary. So, right. um, I'll give you one quick example. Yeah, please. <clears throat> My coach. So I have like a moist mouth. Ah. Right? I got like a, got like a uh, you know, warm type of sound. I got a, a saliva, you know, I drink a lot of water, you know, I'm well hydrated, yep. you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Got I got like a saliva production kind of thing. So I got like a lot of <laughs> okay. mouth noises, like, right. you know, that kind of thing when I, yep. uh, especially my voice is, is processed and compressed. I had no idea about that. So it was pointed out to me in training. So I, I never even thought about that before. Right. You know, so that was completely a blind spot. Um, something I didn't even know I needed to be cognizant of. So that's one thing. And, um, and when you became, because this is something that I, since I had, to, I've been doing audiobooks and much longer form, voiceover yeah. and like sibilance, yeah. I never say, no, if I'm saying that word right, addressing sibilance. the sibilance. I mean, it is yeah. such a tricky beast, that sibilance for me anyway. But it's it interesting is. when you can start to visualize the things on your computer screen, you know, that you can already look at it without even hearing it and go, oh, that's not going to sound good. I'm going to have to address that. What were some yeah. of the things that you learned to manage that? And were some of the mic technique in addition to post-production editing stuff? Oh, the mouth noises? Yeah. As, okay. you, as you said, right before you said the mic. <laughs> I, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. No, nah, I mean, I never, uh, <clears throat> staying well hydrated is a big thing Totally. for that. Now, I've heard about these Apple I think that wor- that stuff works. Apple technique, it may, you know, it might work. The pectin I like and I the apples. To, the pectin yeah, something and the about that. Uh, does, yeah, like I, for people that have never heard of this, you're like, what's the apple technique? There's pectin in apples, and I, I've heard Granny Smith, the green apples in particular. And very frequently, if I have a session, I will cut up some apples and leave them right, you know, right next to me so I can 
work on work on that. Work through yeah. That. So I heard about the. I think I have tried that before. Okay. It's been years. I can't even remember. I don't do the apples anymore. At this point, I, I kind of work so much. Yep. I mean, how many apples is a bag gonna eat? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like I mean, apple I'm, a day, James. So you man, know. I mean, because I work constantly. You know what I mean? Okay, so, so let, let's. We gotta. We have to reverse navigate this a little bit. I should have okay. introduced you with a little bit more. Um, talk about what you're doing now, or you can introduce yourself in terms of. You know, 2011 was a long, you know, 10, 11 years ago. Yeah. So, yeah. and right now, I mean, James is a, a full-time voice talent and has been for quite a few years. Mm. And, you know, for a while was, was on our teaching team, but no time for that anymore because he works so much. Yeah. And it's really exciting. It's really been very exciting to watch where you've gone and how you built your own voiceover career. And then you got into having some representation and things like that. But yeah. I don't know if you want to maybe take us through those 10 years and what were some of the milestones that brought you along to where you are right now? Okay. So... This is my, so I've been full-time for three years. This is my fourth year, working on the fourth year now. Um, so what was that, 2018? So meaning, so I, what I'm assuming you're meaning is you had other jobs to supplement yeah. your income. When you say full-time, the other jobs, you know, you got to start to slowly let go of those other jobs. Yeah, I mean, I, I, in 2018, I established the intention that I'm going full-time. That's just what it is. I'm doing this voiceover thing full steam ahead. So in 2011, I was doing a whole bunch of other things. Mm -hmm. And I was just doing voiceover just on the side here and there. Fortunately, I was still booking maybe you know one or two jobs a month, but I wasn't really trying. You know, that's not where my focus was. Right. So in 2018, I said, you know what, this is what it's going to be. I uh, set mm -hmm. a course, and to me, that's important. Anything you want in life, you got to really be intentional. You yeah. know, because there's a difference between saying I'm going to try something. Oh man. And saying this is what I am about to do. Just, well, let's you know. let's let's separate the three things. So there's the I'm not yep. going to try because I'm afraid I'm going to fail. Right. There's yeah. that. There's that. So yeah. it, you got to get past that. And I think that there's mm -hmm. probably some listeners out there that have been thinking about doing voiceover that are just afraid to try because they don't want to fail. And if you stay in that place of never trying, you, well, you, you kind of fail because you, you never even give it an attempt. And you're never going to grow. You're never going to grow. grow. And, you know. you know, failing is part of, I don't like to, I don't like that word. Um, but when you start to do voiceover, yeah, you're, you, you can't have an expectation you'll be booking every job, but you got to keep uh, working at it. And then you have to keep auditioning, which is part of the job of voiceover. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I don't book every job now. You know, that's the, right. uh, that's the nature of the beast, right? But the mindset, so, I think what I want, what I just want to point out is what mm -hmm. setting an intention deciding I'm going to do something and then just being open to what's going to happen next. Because I think a lot of our listeners might be at that precipice. Maybe you've mm -hmm. watched a class, maybe you've had an evaluation, or maybe you haven't. At least go there, have the evaluation, and let's see where you're at. We try to be super honest with you. Do you even remember your evaluation, James? I do. It was with Dan. Dan okay. the man. Dan the man, founder of Such a Voice. Yeah. For those of you that yeah. don't know, Dan Levine um, is his name, and he is the founder of Such a Voice 30 years ago. And what I love about that is he came out of Broadway and saw a real need in the industry for, for training and coaching in this arena. Now, Obviously, things have changed massively in the industry. But what I like about being with uh, such a voice, it's been around for so long, it's changed and grown with the industry too. So you've, we've seen a lot of changes even since 2011. So Dan yeah. did your eval. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dan did the eval. <clears throat> I probably signed up. The f I'm like, did I sign up the first call? I don't know. Sometimes when I, make yeah. Yeah, when I make decisions, I like, just go for it all the way. For better or worse, I'm kind of an all or nothing type of person, right? So but, you know, there's something to say for that. Um, because I, in, in the past, have been a little bit indecisive about things. But lately, yeah. as I've as I have well gotten older and decided things that I really want, and admitted and been aware that I can't do them on my own. I do need coaching and training. I'm starting to get into a speaker space and being a transformational coach. Some things yeah. along those lines, and I've had to invest in those things. But it was a great feeling, and I want people to feel this way when they come in to start doing voiceover. When I paid for some of the things that I'm about to do, I felt like I was putting money in my pocket. You got to invest. That's right. You got to invest. Um, okay, so you, let's go back to you, okay. you got in and we, gave, we got to 2018 when you started to feel like you're going to make this a bigger piece of your future in your life. Yeah. So, you know, in between that time, I was just doing voiceover, doing a bunch of other things. I felt like I was going to just be the ultimate businessman, the ultimate hustler, <laughs> doing five, six things at once. Mm. That was not wise. <laughs> so yeah. I finally learned that lesson and uh, just started down. I think sometimes the only way to learn that lesson is to actually do that and then go, I'm unfocused. 
I can't give this my all. And then it helps funnel you into what you really want in a way. That's true. I mean, I learned that lesson in yeah. such a palatable way yeah. that I really learned it. You know, it was not theory. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. So yeah. Anyway, so 2018 came, I was working, I was actually working for Lyft. Um, I started as a driver, just doing something part-time. Can I tell you, can I, I tell you a little secret? I did, I did a little stint with Lyft. We don't, we don't never share that with each other. It was right around the time I started doing more um, coaching because I was doing voiceover too. And I wanted that to be yeah. my soul. And I thought, hey, this is flexible. I can turn it on and off, which is about why I tell anyone out there, man, have gratitude for your day job. Let yeah. drive and lift, right? You, you know, to me, I know some people complain about the rates, the amount of money you make. I get it. But the main thing is the flexibility. Right on. So if you're doing something else, you can still make that happen. That's right. Turn it on anyway, and off. I know, yeah. Lyft isn't sponsoring the uh, podcast. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, it was, I did Uber and then another little company called yeah. Skip Drive. But well, that's the point is you don't immediately start making money in voiceover and you will need something to help like invest in your dream. So yeah. these sorts of flexible jobs are very perfect because voiceover is flexible and you want to be able to have more freedom and, and in your life. Most of us, that's one of the reasons we're doing this. We don't want to work yeah. for somebody. We want to work for ourselves and do right, something crazy. Right. So love that. Have gratitude for the day job. That's all I'm Absolutely. So, um, all right. So then I made the decision. Yeah. So all the other things I was doing, I cut them off. Mm -hmm. I was doing a bunch of stuff, network marketing. I was doing trading. Oh. I was, I thought I was going to flip houses part-time. Yeah, part-time. That's just, that's just ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Even as it comes out of my mouth, it's like, what are you, what are you talking about? You know, yeah. but this is, you know, I was very ambitious. You know, that's what I thought I was going to do. Part-time like house flipper. Like what are you talking about? Right. Anyway, so I um, focused on voiceover. Okay. Um, so you want me to get into what that looked like for me? Yeah. Well, I want to know how, when you decided to focus, and was that yeah. right around the time that I met you? Would you say? The focus was- I think I was 28. I'm trying to win. I, I probably like started working for such a voice probably the next year. Okay. But all I can tell you year. is my memory of this guy was, I was yeah. like, where's James? Oh, he's auditioning. Where's James? James, he's just finishing up a few auditions. Like he got in, set up his- he, before he unpacked a thing, I think he set up his VO to go booth and was just ready yeah. to rock. Oh, you at the conference? Yeah, at the conference, which is when I yeah. met you. You right, were right, right, right. very busy just pursuing. I mean, you were getting into the teaching of it and the, right. and the doing of it all the time. Yeah. So as you can see, I was doing a lot of auditions. Yeah. So especially that first year, yeah. I was doing weekly, probably between 50 and 80, like right. every week for months and months and months. Like, now, I want to just, I don't want to scare anyone off, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I don't want people well, I, to think in order to do voiceover, you have to do 50 to 80 you know, auditions a month. Hey, no. you can afford that time. First of all, let's just talk about what you learn mm -hmm. by auditioning that much, right? It greatly increases the speed of the learning curve. Absolutely. I mean, because, you know, it's, it's just, you know, because theory is one thing and theory is very important. And I got great theory from such a voice. Right. But when the rubber hits the road, it's just like, you know, reading a manual or going out with a driving coach compared to driving, yeah. you know? You may not be a good driver yet. You may need to drive some miles. You know what I mean? Get some right. practice and, in there. And not only yeah. that, you need to sort of figure out, I don't like to say, I don't love the word niche because yeah. I think it can really limit us as voice talent, but uh -huh. you do want to see like what's working and what things are maybe coming a little easier for you. You know, like I seem to get yeah. cast as that sort of voice of authority with a sense of humor that can tell it like it is, you know? Yeah. yeah. No, I think that distinction is important though. Right. Figuring that out. Figuring and and I mean, out. really, to be honest, the market is going to tell you right. what you need to be doing so because true. you start to, just, to establish patterns over time of what you're booked for. Mm -hmm. You know, like I have maybe four or five zones that I'm booked for, you know? Yeah. So I'm not really like jokey, goofy. That's just not me. You know what I'm saying? Like, now let me I'm ask a, you something. I'm a good time at a party, but <laughs> in voiceover, like, you know what I'm saying? But in voiceover, yeah. they just, the, the, the buyers, they're just not feeling me there. Okay. So yeah. what are your five zones? Okay. Really got to think about this. Okay. <clears throat> Sports announcer guy. Yeah, man. That's one I drill down on pretty often now. So I do, yeah. uh, NFL on CBS. Right. So I do that. Okay. NFL on CBS, right? right. Then I do I'm trying to think of it on the spot. I do like a like a kind of I'm trying to see how I would uh, like an every man, mm -hmm. blue collar worker guy. Yeah, relatable, a little bit more relatable than that NFL little, guy. A little bit more. A little, little, yeah. Still a little rugged. Okay. Higher than average testosterone, but not crazy. Not crazy guy, you know, but this is a manly, you know, this is okay. you know, this is this is what it is. So I do that. I do uh 
like steel, like I did that for like steel, this, the steel company. Okay. Or like, uh, I did another one. I'm trying to think of good examples, like a solar installation. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Oh, I do a, uh, a knife company. Oh. I, I did their phone system, you know, and they, they want, you know, they want, uh, now you've called such and such knife company. Da, 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 da. Oh yeah. So you edgy. Yeah. You need. You know, that kind of thing. Got the blade you need, you know, but that's, it's, it's a nuance. It's a little different than the NFL guy, right? Yeah. yeah. What else do I do? Um, well, th- th- this is great. And yeah. by the way, if you want to check out some of James's work, you can go to jamesseawood.com. I believe we will announce that at the end too. Jamesseawood.com. Check yeah, out. See what's going on there. Yeah. But then when was there an acceleration period, uh, between like 2018 and 2020? And then there was a pandemic, right? That yeah. working voice um, actors were just getting busier and busier and busier. So if you were on that path, I think that was a good time, don't you think? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, there you so, were, isolated, in your studio, yeah, ready to rock. And working more than ever. Totally. Like, the last few years have been so busy. So my first year, fortunately, I actually hit all my goals, right, that I had for voiceover, period, actually. I had, like, career goals that I just threw out there. I didn't, because I didn't know it was going to go this well, so. You mean, like, a those, Super Bowl spot, like that? Super Bowl spot. Did get that my first year. Yeah. And, and a national, national campaign, you know what I mean? So. Yeah. And I had a, um, you know, earnings goal hit that too. So, you know, it was, it was, it was a good year right off the bat, you know, but obviously I applied myself, you know, what you put in is what you get out, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, I really pedal to the metal, you know? Um, but you know, it's, it's all in, in ratio and proportion. I mean, you don't have to go that hard. Depends what you're trying to, uh, you know, get out of the business. One thing I think that'd be super helpful for our listeners to hear about is yeah. the work, how much work you did get from some of the pay to play websites that oh, are yeah. out there and maybe some tips and tricks on the things might, people might not know about how you helped make that a more lucrative spot for you. Yeah. So. You know, a lot of people watching and listening may be looking up stuff online. Yep. You know, you see stuff about the pay to place websites yep. and I feel like there's a lot of negativity out there. Yeah. Um, which makes, to me, actually makes sense. And I, I'll tell you why. These sites are absolutely a meritocracy. Oh, that's a good word. And I don't even absolutely know Absolutely a meritocracy. Means. It's about your skill. Okay. Um, so meaning, if you're, meaning if you don't have skill, they'll still take your money and get yeah. you, you can, you can be on there, but you're not going to be in that 10, 15%, 10, 15% that's actually yeah. going to get noticed and get work. Yeah. Because, you know, the people that are choosing and casting their jobs are on the line. Right on. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, to get fired from an advertising company is not unheard of. No, you know, we've all seen you, Mad Men. Yeah, you know, you got to make the right decisions. Mm-hmm. So that's just kind of how it goes uh, on, on the websites. Right. So one thing I would say about auditioning on there, I think early on, kind of just, just do everything, you know, because you got to figure out what, what people I like so from I agree you. with that. I so agree. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's a casting person I have known forever here in Los Angeles and he comes into yeah. some of the master classes and we always tell people that, you know, in the beginning, you, you don't have any cred. There's, there's nothing that you're not going to probably learn from. So yeah, audition for everything. Yeah. Don't worry about the rates right now. Don't worry about the competition right now. Just keep doing it. Because one thing, one tiny little job, and we have seen this happen over and over again, can turn into a, a three-year gig once a month, potentially. And you never know. I have a story exactly like that. Let's go, James. Off of pay to play, right? Okay, so great example. Here's another thing. You got to keep a good attitude. So I'm, I'll give you an example of that, right? So I have a good working relationship with the pay to play websites, right? Because um, can I name the websites or should I name them? I think you can. Wait. I think you can name the websites. They're all okay, out there. Okay, cool. And I think cool. it's important, you, you know, to to address this because this is the way voice acting begins anymore. When yeah. I started, this wasn't even. You guys, when I started, there was no Voices.com, Voices One Two mm-hmm. Three. There was no, there was no World Wide Web. To be honest with you, so it was going. It was it was maybe driving for an hour and a half to get in for a ten minute audition that I did, only got the script when I arrived. I mean, the game has changed so massively, and in a way, we voice talent have so much more control over what we put out, which I didn't have that. Definitely. So me doing that many auditions mm-hmm. caught their attention on Voices.com. Ah. Interesting. Because they can they can see your metrics, they can see how yes. much you're working, they can see how much you're booking, they can see more statistics than you can. So wait profile. a second, I don't really know, but I want to talk about this. So it yeah. wasn't necessarily that you were, well, and it probably was the booking ratio maybe was slightly higher than others, but only because you were auditioning so much. Um, it's like the chicken and egg; you had to do both, I would imagine. But do you think it was yeah. more that they were just going, man, fifty to eighty auditions a week? This guy's taking this seriously, and he's good. So and the results, and yeah, the results, and, and the results. Yeah, you, you got to you know mm-hmm. do it all. So at this point, <clears throat> I got a good relationship with them. Right. So 
when they reach out, I'm responsive, yes. quick, I get to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, so get the, get it, it, get, sometimes it is, I've heard stories of, you know, why do you think that guy booked the job? And you go back and find out, we like the first guy. <laughs> that would be in a callback situation. I, I know that yeah. story from a guy who auditioned for like a home base spot when that was a, a thing. And he got to the callback. Or, I think he finally asked, it was, it, was a, it was a job that continued on, those great jobs that we love. Retail jobs can be like that because retail can constantly be having a new sale, offering a new product, right? And that's what happened with this guy. But he finally, I think, asked the, the client, you know, how did you guys decide to pick me? And they were like, at the callback, which we don't have a lot of callbacks in voiceover, but in this particular case, they were like, we like the first guy. So you never know. Get the job in as soon as possible. I think that's a, a key there. So keep continuing. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So <clears throat> I did a voiceover doing announcements at an award show, right? Okay. Now, this is a client from hell. They just cannot be satisfied. We may have done six or seven revisions for a whole award show. Whoa. It was out of pocket. It was definitely out of, it was out of control. I asked them, you know, I'm like, you know, we need a pickup fee or something. And they, they said, no. <laughs> it was like, it was, yeah. And we're that, we're that far into, into revisions, you know, maybe one or two. Okay. But once you get, you know, but, but you had to at that point, right? Because you were already in it. Yeah. You hadn't set a precedent. So what do, what do you do mentally when you're in that situation? You know? I really didn't want to let them down because I know they had the client, the client on the line with voices. So it's interesting having that intermediary. Uh, so yes. I looked at it more like I was just, you know, putting a favor in the bank. Okay. You know what I mean? It's a great but little way did to I know. Favor in the bank. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But little did I know, right? Yeah. Watch, watch how this works. Watch how this works. Yeah. That's why you got to put your best foot forward. Yeah. So I finished it. And then at that award show, it was an award show for advertising. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> how perfect. It's so oh, perfect. Like, so you were basically doing your own promo. By the whole, that, that the was so entire much, award show. Okay, so yeah. take stock because you never know. And this is what this is know. about the flow of abundance, in my opinion. Yeah. Like you were early on in your career and maybe you had that little tiny voice that said, you know what, this is a little much, but I'm going to do it anyway because there's something that's going to happen. And I don't even know what it is. And look yeah, at what it was. Yeah, I know? just felt like for the sake of voices, mm -hmm. you know, I want to come through for them, you know, because okay. they're collectively, you know, one of my biggest clients. So this story actually led to my biggest client, right? So one so of the uh, people attending uh, is how I ended up being the voice of Experian. Wow. So they heard me, whoever put it on, they're like, who is that? And, <laughs> and, and you know what's interesting? The person who was working with me, I'm talking about, really gave me a hard time. Really? I mean, really gave me a hard time. So from the award show, I remember I was telling you six, seven revisions, it was crazy. You mean they were just tweaking it and rewriting it and, and it asking ridiculous. you to do some, yeah, okay. So you were ready, yeah. there, was a, there was a piece of you that was like, what is this about? Should what I is going on? I mean, I complained of voices, but they were like, well, they're just being kind of unreasonable. I'm like, okay. all right, well, I guess that's what it is, right? So I went through it. So then after it was over, yeah. um, I got a, a random email. <clears throat> uh, I don't think they even named the client, but I got a random email you know, yeah. as you do. And what that email ended up being from that show they saw me, uh, got me to be the voice of experience. So now I've been doing experience for a few years now. Um, did some commercials with John Cena when he was a spokesman. I don't know if he's still a spokesman. And okay. uh, a bunch of commercials. We do a bunch of commercials. Experian, when I look back at my books, that's my biggest client. It's so great. Like that was my, last year was my biggest year and Experian was the biggest client. All right. So if I, and if I would have had an attitude, if I would have been gracious. Attitude be, of gratitude. Yeah. Cause they were, they were wrong. <laughs> I mean, they were wrong. It was not like, it wasn't well, cool. When you yeah. get to a certain place, like it wouldn't go this way today, right? If this job yeah. came along today, this would go a totally different way. But you got to look at where you are. <laughs> yeah, it would go a different way today. <laughs> yeah, it would go a different way today because yeah. is what? Because you've built yeah. up your, um, your, your resume, your, your cloud, the fact that you, you know, have these regular clients and you can get the job done is where it's at. You know? And the preparation over years, you know, what you build on after you go through training and get your demos. And I think one thing that's really different than maybe even when you completed your work with mm -hmm. us uh, is the community, how much it's built, how strong okay. it is now, you know, and, yeah. and how we need that more than ever. I mean, voiceover, let's be honest, it's an isolating job. I mean, yeah, we get to talk to people in our headphones, but like, this is so fun to just see you right now, which you, you may or not be seeing us, but it is really fun for James and I to actually like just FaceTime for a half hour. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. That's, that's as good as it gets. Yeah. You know, I'm usually in this box all by myself. 
all right. day. And when you're yeah. learning, I think if you're in a social job of some sort, the community that we've built is really strong. And it's not just about, you know, having people to go get advice from, but there's workout groups in our pro members area that really keep people in the game. And I think that is the thing. It's, it's how are you going to stay in the game? And, and yeah. you know, especially when you're building, Yes. you know, especially when you're building, because it, it could be tough, you know, if you're not used to the law averages and just throwing stuff at the wall right. and seeing if it sticks and not and adapting and sometimes not making that much money during that time. Yep. You know, you gotta stick with it. Sometimes a community like such a voice is, you know, a big help in that regard. That's Absolutely. Right. And a place to, you know, you can celebrate your successes and you can also celebrate your struggles. And I don't say failure. There is not one thing about any audition I've ever done that I say is a failure or even a job that maybe has never happened to me, I don't think. But I'm always worried, you know, when you, when you have a client in your ear and you're like, what if they just don't like what I'm doing? And, you know, well, that can happen sometimes. Or the job just never gets, you know, they maybe paid you for the session, but they don't ever use that. They never do that spot or they never, you know, there's so many random things, which is why you can't take it personally. You know, they decide they want a woman and then they change their mind and they want a male voice. These things happen all the yeah. time, you know, all the time. All the time. Right. Which like is I had why, one yeah. for a, a story like that. Yep. Am I fully healed? I don't know. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> I, uh, I almost. Maybe ego damage going on? <clears throat> you know, I almost had an um, a Apple commercial, you know. Mm. I mean, we're, you know, it's out now, so whatever. I don't have to worry about that NDA at this point. But, uh, <laughs> right. you know, I had an Apple commercial. And I'm, imagine this, right? I'm in the spot. I mean, in the session, you know, like we're on video now. Yeah. And they're like, oh, my God, it's great. Da, 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 da. And they're like, okay, so, you know, two weeks, you'll see it up on the website. Man, you are amazing. Right? This is what they're oh, saying to me, right? it's just like it's on. You're, <laughs> you know? And yeah. then I realized, I'm like, I mean, there's no executive. There's no uh, CMO in this, uh, no chief marketing <laughs> officer in this session. Right. I, I realized this later. I'm like, wait a minute. That's who's going to make this decision. Right. This engineer really thought it was awesome. <laughs> you know, and it was a producer. And all these people yeah, work yeah. for Apple. And they probably yeah. are just assuming whoever they're recommending, yeah. they're going to take. Yeah. But no, 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 no. So, you, you know, you never know. So I feel like that's why you got to just get into the craft. Right. Um, enjoy what you're doing and just keep pushing because you never know. I mean, that, that's like taking you all the way to the finish line and just yep. flatlining you. You know what I mean? Because yeah. then, then it came out and I'm like, man, that's not my voice. Right? And you didn't know until you heard it. So th that's, that's another thing. Like we often say, you know, yeah, you're not going to hear if you get a job or don't get a job usually, right? But you might get some likes if you're doing the voices.com thing, things like that. But even after you book a job, it's not like they came back to James and said, oh, by the way, you know, you probably got paid. And then, so was there an ego hit there? How did you handle that? Or did you just move on? Little ego hit? I don't know if it's an ego hit. I'm pretty solid at this point. You know what yeah. I mean? Well, maybe just the attachment to the money. I mean, right? Yeah. It was irritating. I'll be honest. It was irritating because I'm like, I'm like, all right, all right, all right. And plus, not to be disparaging, you know, I just, I heard, I heard the guy that got it. I'm like, what? I don't know. You know, maybe I'm biased, but I feel like, you know, I feel like in that particular session, yeah. I was really flowing. You know what I mean? Yes. Now, all of these for the listeners at home, anybody, you know, really trying to get into this, into the, the daily decisions workflow mind state, this is not productive. Right. It's not productive. I'm human. Of course, I'm going to have human emotions. Mm -hmm. You know, and I did want that Apple spot. That was Heck big yeah. check, big check. Yeah, you know? also just Apple, you know, you want and it's, it's great on the resume. Absolutely. And Apple pays unreasonable fees. Okay. Com com I'm telling you, compared to like other, even big companies, Okay. they pay a lot more. Okay. I, I noticed, I saw that, I was like, oh my gosh, right? <laughs> so, was, you know. can you, uh, I don't know if you do want to mention this, if it was union yeah. or non-union, that job. Maybe, uh, maybe you don't want to talk about that. <laughs> anyway, yeah. We're moving on. Um, we will. We are, right. Okay, moving on. Um, all right, listen. We're about out of time. If you would be so kind to uh, maybe come back with me next week and talk a little bit about, uh, we'll continue on this subject. And we're also going to throw in this thing, this word that is out there, this sort of buzzword, buzz phrase, imposter syndrome. I hear a lot of people sometimes will call me up and say, I think I suffer from imposter syndrome. So we're going to talk oh. about what that is and how does that even apply. Um, if you want to check out James Seawood's stuff, check him out at jamesseawood.com. And if you want to find out more about voiceover, you can email me at justine at suchavoice.com. And you can also go to a link and get my webinar, which will tell you a lot of information about how to get into the industry. And then you get to schedule a read for me and we'll do it on Zoom. It's fun. Suchavoice.com forward slash justine. Suchavoice.com slash justine. And uh, we will be back next week talking about so thank you so much, James, for joining us. And My pleasure. It was absolutely enlightening. And uh, stay tuned and come back again to hear more about the final episodes of James. Or the latest, not the final, <laughs> the latest episodes of what James Seward is up to. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, right. Bye-bye.